Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the Off-Season Champions podcast. I'm Sean, and this is a podcast dedicated to the Washington Redskins. Now, I know you guys are excited, as am I. The off-season is over. We are ready for regular season football. But not before we cut down this roster from 90 to 53. Fill the practice squad and discuss some other NFL news before week one in Philadelphia. Let's get started. I finished my last episode by going through my 53-man roster projection. And I got to say, I was spot on with the exception of one or two players. I nailed it. I believe I picked several notable cuts. And let's get into it. Quarterbacks, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy. No surprise there. The only real surprise is Colt was not put on the IR, which... Obviously, the team believes he may be ready within the next three, four weeks. Uh, running backs, Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, and our first real surprise, Wendell Smallwood. Um, I thought this team would cut Samaj P. Ryan, despite all the praise Jay Gruden gave him over the last couple weeks and months. Um, they did. They went with Byron Marshall, and they wound up cutting him as well uh, for Wendell Smallwood. Uh, Wendell Smallwood came to the team. Uh, he was waived by the Eagles. Uh, he's a 5'10", 208-pound running back out of West Virginia. Uh, he was drafted by Philly in 2016 in the fifth round. And over the last uh, three years, played in 37 games, uh, 211 rushing attempts for 840 yards, five touchdowns, uh, caught 47 receptions for 388 yards, and two touchdowns, and most notably, he is a special teams beast. Uh, I think he's going to be a big impact player on special teams. Um, He was returning kicks for the Eagles. Um, I believe over the last three years, he 15 returns uh, for, you know, I believe it was 387 yards and one touchdown, which came against the Redskins last season. Um, So... Again, we got rid of Samaj P. Ryan, we got rid of Marshall, and we have a pretty tight running group uh, right now. I mean, Darius Geis, Peterson are going to do a majority of the carries. Uh, Chris Thompson are third down back, and that Wendell Smallwood is a complimentary piece to Chris Thompson and, again, an impact player on special teams. So a really good signing for this team. Um, receivers, Terry McLaurin, Robert Davis, Paul Richardson – Kelvin Harmon, Trey Quinn, and Steven Sims. I called that, notably, Josh Doxson getting cut from this team. And, again, I thought from the very beginning of the offseason when he was asked, you know, if he had a chip on his shoulder or he had anything to prove, and he said, no, I have nothing to prove. I'm just going to do what I do and play ball. And then he didn't show anything. He didn't show up in games. He didn't. I I don't think he wanted to be here, and he got his wish because he is no longer here. And, you know, he was a first-round pick. I, I think everyone expected a little bit more from him, and maybe he'll do more in this league. But we just didn't see it, and uh, this team has a lot of confidence in their young wide receiving core. Um, 
And I know there's a lot of potential there and there's not a lot of proven results. But, you know, if you're going to go young and I think a lot of these guys that they brought in are high energy guys, they're leaders and they want to be here and they want to prove themselves. Um, Another notable, Steven Sims Jr. made the roster over Cam Sims and uh, Darvin Kidsey. Um, Steven Sims returning kicks. Uh, another special teams player, and just showed a lot of heart. The fourth game, I think he really proved himself, uh, especially over Cam Sims. Um, so uh, those guys rounded out our receiving core. Um, we'll see what they can do this year. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I would have loved to have seen more in the preseason, but we got him. I think he's going to start right away. I think he's going to be an impact player, and we'll see what he can give us. Uh, On tight ends, no surprise whatsoever. Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, Offensive line, again, no real surprise. Donald Penn, left tackle. Uh, Eric Flowers, left guard. Chase Ruyer, center. Brandon Sheriff, right right guard. And Moses Morgan, right tackle. Um, The backups are Jerron Christian, Wes Martin, Tony Bergstrom, and Ross Pierce Baker. Uh, Nine offensive lineman a little light um but hey i guess they're leaving room for trent right um defensive side of the ball defensive end jonathan allen caleb brantley matt ionitis and trayvon hester uh trayvon hester he was picked up off waivers another eagle that this team picked up um he's 6'2 304 pounds went to toledo uh, he was drafted by Oakland in 2017 in the seventh round. Uh, signed with the Eagles practice squad. Uh, at, uh, so he signed in 2017 with the Ra- uh, Raiders. Played with them, uh, I believe, only in about seven games that year. Um, got waived in the 2018 season when they were cutting down to their final 53. Uh, immediately signed with the Eagles practice squad a few days later. Uh, and then in October of 2018, he was promoted to the active roster and um, this year waived to, you know, meet their cut down of 53. Um, his career in the NFL, 32 tackles, one sack, one forced fumble. But uh, he's a high-energy guy. Um, I, I think it was a good pick. Uh, and, again, it's just more depth on that um, defensive line. Uh, nose tackle, Deron Payne, Tim Settle. I mean, this is a pretty stout, stacked front end for this defense um I mean Jonathan Jonathan Allen Duran Payne Matt Ioannidis those guys are ridiculous but to be backed up with Caleb Brantley Tim Settle and now Trayvon Hester it's a really good group of guys and it's going to be the best part of this team the best part of our defense and they're going to hopefully set the tone for games um so our outside linebackers uh Ryan Anderson, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, Casanova McKenzie. Again, no surprise, uh, except I guess you could say Casanova. Um, listen, he earned a spot this offseason, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, at inside linebacker, Sean Deon Hamilton, John Bostick, Cole Holcomb, Josh Harvey Clemens, and Tanner Vallejo. Uh, that was another signing um, after the fact. Uh, Tanner Vallejo, uh, he was claimed off waivers uh, from the Cardinals, 
who cut him this year. Uh, 6'1", 230 pounds. Uh, originally drafted from the Bills. Uh, he's out of Boise State. Uh, he was drafted by the Bills in 2017 in the sixth round. Uh, he played for the Bills. He played for Cleveland, uh, I believe, for 13 games. Uh, and then he played for the Arizona Cardinals this season in their preseason with cut down to their 53-man roster. Um, 31 tackles, two forced fumbles over his two-year career. So another guy uh, just adding depth at a kind of a thinner position, at our linebacker position. Um, and, you know, another guy who can do a lot. I, I think he's some good depth for us. Um, let's talk cornerbacks. Quentin Dunbar, Fabian Moreau, Jimmy Moreland, Josh Norman, Dominique Rogers-Cromarty, and Greg Stroman. No real surprise there. Uh, obviously, Adonis Alexander uh, did get waived, um, but uh, we'll get into him in a little bit on our practice squad. Um, and then safety. Uh, Monte Nicholson, Landon Collins, DeShazer Everett, and Troy Apke. Uh, the one. The one I got wrong. Um, listen, I really, really, really thought that Craig... Uh, I'm sorry, Jeremy Reeves... Uh, earned a spot on this team over Troy Apke. I thought he looked better in the preseason. I thought he performed better. I thought he was making better reads, and he just seemed to be everywhere. But uh, I guess the team's not ready to move on from Apke yet, uh, and luckily we were able to retain um, Reeves onto our practice squad as well. But uh, I don't know if Apke's going to finish our, as our safety, uh, but he made the squad, so good on him. And uh, finally, our specials, um, Dustin Hopkins, Tressway, Nick Sundberg. Again, no surprise whatsoever. Um, uh, part of our, our, our depth chart, um, kick returns are going to be Steven Sims, and punt returns are going to be Trey Quinn. Uh, Wendell Smallwood would be able to back up Steven Sims on the kick return, and Steven Sims will back up Trey Quinn on punt return, and uh, Greg Stroman will be our third string in case uh, either of those guys are unable to go. So again, um, that is our final 53. Uh, I I caught a lot of those last week. I mean, notably, Josh Doxson was cut. Um, he was subsequently made, through, made it through the waiver wire. Uh, no one picked him up and did eventually sign with the Vikings. So we'll get to see him later this year uh, with Kirk. But... You know, I wish him well wherever he goes. Uh, it just didn't work out for us for whatever reason. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, another cut. Uh, he was subsequently signed with the Bengals. Um, and again, I hope he does well there. Uh, we have a crowded running back group. And Samaj just didn't have enough that separated him from the rest of the guys we had. Um, Byron Marshall, he did make the team. And he was cut. For uh, to bring in some, uh, small Smallwood, um, and Sean Wilson originally made the team, uh, and then was put immediately on IR. Uh, I guess he'll with hopes of having him back by week eight. Uh, he was a really strong kick returner for us, so uh, we'll see what happens if and when he does come back later this year. And uh, the only other person that made the roster and was moved to IR was Jordan Brailford. Uh, he's still rehabbing, and again, we'll be back in six to eight weeks. So uh, our final 53, I'm pretty happy with them. I feel we've got a lot of strong guys. We have a lot of young guys, um, but I'm excited to see what these guys can do. I mean, our defense 
look stacked. And um, we've seen a lot from these guys. So let's talk practice squad real quick. Um, Adonis Alexander, Ryan B., Jehu Chezon, J.P. Holtz, Chris Odom, who is new, uh, Timon Paris, Jeremy Reeves, Craig Reynolds, Cam Sims, and Darrell Williams. Uh, so let's let's talk real quick about Chris Odom. Uh, he's an outside linebacker, 6'4", 262 pounds, played college ball at Arkansas State. Uh, he signed as an undrafted free agent in 2017 with the Falcons. He was waived uh, during their 53-man cutdown that year and claimed by the Packers. Um, and he played the entire year with Packers, came back in 2018 and went through their offseason and was cut down during their final 53. Uh, after that last season, he played in the AA, uh, AAF. And in April, he signed again with the Falcons, and I believe he was cut down to their final 53 again, and then he signed with the Redskins practice squad. Um, the other noticeable, uh, notable person I wanted to talk about was uh, Daryl Williams. Uh, he's an undrafted free agent out of Auburn, 6'2", 240 pounds. Um, his stats in college, he totaled 173 tackles over three years, uh, one and a half sacks, one forced fumble, and one interception, but He's fast. He's versatile. Um, he can play inside. He can play outside. He's really flexible. Um, I think one of the knocks on him was his consistency, and he just needs more time. Um, but he's another guy who got picked up on our practice squad, and I think this team is lucky to have him um, because he adds a little bit more depth at linebacker, and I think if we can train him and keep him working with this team, we can get him where we want him to be. Um, I go over the injured reserve really quickly and other, uh, uh, notations for players. Obviously Trent Williams still not back. Uh, he is under the do not report, uh, connotation. Uh, Alex Smith is on the pup, Ruben Foster on the IR, Casey Dunn on IR, Josh Woodrum on IR, Miles Humphrey is on the IR, Danny Johnson is on the pup, Bryce Love is on the NFI list, and Jordan Brailford and Sean Wilson are on IR. So, uh, it's a lot of injuries to start the year with. I guess it's nothing new to the Redskins, but um, we got some really good names on that list uh, who eventually will be really big contributors to this team. Uh, notably, Trent Williams, Reuben Foster, um, Bryce Love, and Jordan Brailford. I, I, I think those guys are going to be impact players when they do come back. Um so that's our final 53-man roster and our practice squad. Um, again, I, I, I called a lot of it last week, um, uh, with the exception of Troy Apke uh, making the team after all. And, you know, I, I think I, I brought up last week how I, I felt like the Redskins needed to get away from those draft picks that just weren't working out. Even though they were high draft picks, they just weren't working out. Um, and they did that. They they released Josh Doxson and Samaj Pirine. They kept Apke. Um, I know they took him in the fourth last year, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, luckily, he's backing up um, Landon and Monte, so we don't necessarily have to worry about it at the moment, but, of course, you want your depth to be good. You want them to be capable, and um, 
I'll just say this. I'm really glad we got Jeremy Reeves on our practice squad because I thought he was a hell of a player, and I think he can do a lot and bring a lot to this team. Um, I want to talk briefly about Trent Williams and the ongoing Trent Williams saga, the, the situation that seems to never end. Um, and I do have to say I have some renewed faith in this situation, and I feel a lot better this week than I have since finding out he was holding out. Um, D'Angelo Hall reported on his podcast that Trent could be back sooner than later. And he said he spoke with both Trent Williams and Bruce Allen. And the the situation, um, you know, is going to come to an end sooner than later. Uh, The long and short of it is basically, I, I think Trent had an idea that he had a lot of leverage and wanted to either be traded or extend the contract. And Bruce Allen is of the mindset where he's not going to be held hostage by players. He's not going to set the precedent where players are going to dictate when they get more money and when they get extensions at the team will. And the two were at an impasse for a long time. And it seems like it's coming to an end now, possibly because of some trades that happened over the weekend that, maybe shut down certain uh, situations or circumstances that maybe Trent was holding out for. Um, But again, the Redskins are not going to bend and they won't pay because of a holdout. Um, And D'Angelo Hall reported that Trent said to him that he would be coming back. So we still haven't heard anything directly from Trent, but this is more news and better news than we've heard from anyone in, God, the past couple months. Um, later in the week, Adrian Peterson even said he, he reportedly spoke to Trent in person, which means he's in the area, he's in town. And a lot of people are saying, well, that's because he has kids and they're probably starting school. But irregardless, Trent's back, Trent's coming back. And I think, and I hope, and I pray it's sooner than later. And I hope they have a, a, a gentleman's agreement that let's get through this season and we'll take care of you. Uh, I want this team to keep Trent. I want them to extend Trent. And, you know, I want him to be here. He's one of the best tackles in the entire league. He's one of the best players on this team. And we need him. Um, We need him for our quarterback's sake. Uh, So the Trent saga may be coming to a conclusion soon. I don't know what I'll talk about if that does happen. But I'm sure we'll find something. Um. I just want to talk about some other notable news around the NFL. Uh, that Jadavian Clowney trade that everyone so desperately wanted us to do, uh, that happened for Seattle. The Seahawks, in exchange for Jadavian Clowney, uh, gave up a third-round draft pick in 2020. Jacob Martin, an outside linebacker they drafted last year, and uh, Barcavius Mingo, another outside linebacker. Um, yeah, listen, Jadavian Clowney is a an elite athlete. He is a top tier, uh, linebacker. And I think he could have been really, really impressive on this team. I just don't know. I, again, and for a third and two players, depending on the players that they would have had to have given up, uh, you know, I think I'm content with who we have. I, I think we have a lot of promise in Kerrigan and sweat and Casanova McKenzie and, um, you know, I, I'm just confident in this group that we have. And, you know, even with Ryan Anderson, I've seen a lot of progression. So I'm 
glad we stuck with who we have and we didn't go and make some ridiculous trade giving up Trent Williams for Jadavian Clowney. Um, and speaking of the Texans, giving up Clowney, they brought in Laramie Tunsil. They traded with the Miami Dolphins in a deal that included not only Laramie Tunsil, but Kenny Stills going to Houston. And also, uh, the Texans got Miami's fourth round draft pick. However, the Texans had to give up their 2020 and 2021 first round pick, their 2021 second round pick, uh, Johnson Bedesmosi, but I don't know how to say his name, and uh, Julian Davenport, a cornerback and a tackle. So, I mean, that is absolutely crazy that they gave up two ones and a two for Laramie Tunsil. I mean, he is a great tackle, don't get me wrong, but that is a ridiculous amount of trade capital just to give up. Uh, I can't imagine that that same offer was made to the Redskins and that they didn't take it. Um, However, maybe the team knows that Trent was coming back and he's more valuable to us than a potential first-round pick. Uh, some other notable news around the league in this last couple days. Uh, Tyreek Hill extended for three years. Jared Goff got an extension. Uh, Zeke Elliott got a ridiculous extension. Um, five years for, I believe, $90 million, uh, 50 of it guaranteed, which is just an outrageous amount of money to pay a running back uh, in this day and age. But listen, Zeke is big for that Dallas offense, and he's going to eat, man. Hopefully not against the Redskins. I know we shut him down uh, in the first time we played last year, but that is a ridiculous amount of money, and his holdout is over, and unfortunately he'll be there week two in Washington when we play the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm glad we have a stack D because we're going to need it with all the offensive weapons that uh, Dallas and Philly have. Um, and Antonio Bryan has more <laughs> controversy just when you think all his stuff is done and he figures out his helmet situation and he's, you have to assume, you know, content with where he's at. Um, he blows up about the the Raiders finding him for missing practice. Uh, then he gets in a fight with Mike Mayock and I, from what I hear has to be physically restrained uh, while cursing obscenities at him. Um, team announced that they were probably going to suspend him and that he wouldn't play week one. Now John Gruden saying he will play week one on Monday night and that they won't suspend him. However, they find him again for the altercation. So this Antonio Brown experiment in Oakland, I don't know if it's going how they had planned it. I think the Steelers are smiling and just saying good luck with you. But, I mean, that's... A, a very strange situation, and we'll see what happens out there. You know, I don't know if he'll make the full season. I don't know if he'll make the full three year, whatever his contract is. Um, and you know, already people, you know, A B to D C. I mean, if a guy's this much of a headache, I can't imagine having him in our locker room. And you know, this team doesn't need that kind of drama. Uh, no matter how elite of a wide receiver he is, and. You know, I, I just, I can't imagine that this team needs that or wants that. Uh, I don't know what team would, but again, he's a 
a, a really, really great receiver. And there's not too many of those in this league. Um, other than that, not too much news. I mean, there was not too many notable cuts around the league that were even worth mentioning when people got down to their final 53. Um, it's just really specific to those teams, and I didn't see anything that was even worth bringing up. Um, I do want to do a really just quick stat prediction uh, for this season. Um, I've got to say, this offseason has been really interesting. Um, from the free agency period, where we made a big splash with Landon Collins and DRC, um, even finishing up last year and getting Ruben Foster. Uh, the free agency period has been great, uh, bringing Case Keenum to take over the role for Alex Smith. Um, free agency has been really interesting. Our draft, great draft. We've got some incredibly young talent. We've got guys who are going to be impact players immediately. Week one, we're going to see a bunch of these guys uh, starting. Um so it's exciting. It's something to be excited about. And I really think the team has done a culture change. There's been a real... You can see in the players that they're picking and the players that they're selecting, they're looking for leaders. They're looking for guys who aren't going to be divas, who aren't going to say, I'm too good to be on the um, on the specials teams. Um, the guys who made this team have the drive. They have focus. They have leadership qualities. And they have the want to play. They have the want to be involved not only in their normal position, but on specials. And the leadership and the mentorship qualities that we see in these guys that they're, they're picking up and the culture change that hopefully is going on here, um, I think it's going to lead to bigger things than anyone is predicting. Uh, the unrealistically optimistic side of me thinks this team is going to do really well this season. I really, really uh, want to say this team is going to go 10-6. and six. But I, I also want to tamper my, um, my optimism a little bit because I don't want to be so unrealistic that I want to go 10 and 6. I'm going to say we go 9 and 7. And I hope that's good enough to make the playoffs. Uh, it really depends on what the Eagles and Cowboys do this season. But I think this team is going to shock a lot of people. I think we are a lot further along than a lot of people will give us credit for. Um, and I think we are going to do well this year. Uh, I, I know I, I I really think we're going to do well. I think we're going to go at least 9-7 and seven and possibly 10-6. and six. I'll say 9-7 and seven for now, and I'll leave it at that. Um, and just a, a real quick prediction for week one in Philadelphia. I think Carson Wentz is going to get a little shaky start, and our defense is not going to help that whatsoever. I think our defense is going to play a big part in this game, and our running game is also going to be a big part of this game. Um, we'll see if the team brings all four running backs, and all four of them are on the active roster this week. Um, but I think the running game and our defense are going to dictate the pace and the tone of this game, and I think the Redskins are going to win, despite being 10-point underdogs. I think this Redskins team is going to shock the Eagles. I think our O-line is going to hold up a lot better than people are expecting. I think our D is going to be a big contributor in this game. And my prediction for the first week one game against the Eagles, the Redskins win 20-14. to 14. And like 
a lot of Redskins games we've seen where it's less than a touchdown difference. The last five, three to five minutes of the game are going to have a lot of fans on pins and needles because all you need is a touchdown to win at 20 to 14. Uh, but the Redskins pull out the win with a strong defense hold at the end. So again, that's my prediction for the season, nine and seven, uh, with a wink, little, little, a little look at 10, 10 and six, which I'd love to see us go. But uh, I, I see us going nine and seven, and uh, I see us winning week one, um, 20 to 14. Um, my plan is to do a podcast after every game, uh, probably the following day. Uh, based off of my schedule and everything else. Uh, and yeah, uh, listen, guys, off season is over. Regular season is upon us. Mere days away from the kickoff of the season opener against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm excited. I think you guys should be excited. It's just a great time. Uh, beginning of a new season, I mean... What time to be more hopeful than now? I mean, the potential, everything is there. It's everything this team has been working for all offseason. It's all coming to a head. And Sunday, 1 p.m., it's on. So that's it, guys. I mean... I've given you my prediction on the season, on how I think this team will do overall on the year, uh, nine and seven, fingers crossed, ten and six. I've given you my thoughts on week one. Um, you know, I think Haskins will play at some point this year. Uh, if I had to guess, it would between it would be between week three and six, and he would finish out the year. But if Case is doing well and he's winning, maybe you don't see him at all. And um, I think we'll see him at some point, however. Um, guys, thank you so much for these last couple weeks. Uh, I never thought I would have an opportunity to take something on like this in the off season, but I've really enjoyed doing it. I've been getting some good feedback from you guys. Uh, I think this show's picking up momentum, and, and I, I really hope you guys are enjoying it. I just want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you guys have any feedback, I would absolutely love to hear from you, um, what you think, notes, suggestions, if you want to contribute. Um, you know, I, I just really hope you guys enjoy what I'm doing here. And if you are, by all means, please re- leave a review on uh, any one of the sites, especially Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is search Offseason Champions Podcast, scroll down, leave a rating, um, I mean, if you guys have time and you're inclined, you can leave a review. Um, But again, it just goes a long way in helping this podcast reach more people, uh, helping me reach a wider audience. And, you know, uh, again, hopefully you guys are liking it. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Um, If you're on Twitter, follow me at HTTRChamps. And again, guys, thank you so much for your support. Um, Offseason's over regular season is upon us week one sunday philadelphia let's get it let's do this thing i cannot wait to talk about game one uh good or bad football is back and it's gonna be a great season um thank you guys
Till next time.